This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Tuesday, February 21st, 2006. I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, CNET's podcast of indeterminate length, episode 170. On a very special episode 170, Molly <laughs> returns. Yay! Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> We have to start planning. Now that we're keeping track, I think we'll have to start planning some very special episodes. You look tan. Yeah, I am tan. I'm brown as a nut. <laughs> and That's we're, right. we're full of macadamias and Kona coffee. Oh, Thanks the to coffee is so back. good. Yay, Hawaii. I it was fabulous. Coffee. Although, I missed you all. Yeah, we yeah, missed right. you too. So, so much. We really missed you. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the podcast. I actually had a dream about it last night. Did you? Was really? I was just really ready to come back. It probably was a stress dream. <laughs> I think it involved Tom going, you didn't listen to any of the podcasts while you were gone? <laughs> Where's the lineup? You didn't find any stories? <laughs> All right. I'm happy to um, return, however, to the land of the newsing with um, plenty of new Apple rumors to play with. Ah, uh, yes. Well, d- don't forget to, to pump, Joy! Wiggle, don't wiggle, forget wiggle, to pump the buzz report. should be out uh, oh, yeah. on, on the podcast feed if you haven't watched it streaming already or if you just want to keep it for yourself. Keep it. Get it out of the podcast feed. Get it on iTunes today. today. The buzz report Eventually. video starring today. Eventually Molly today. Wood. Eventually today. It's not there right now as we're recording, but it'll be there. Starring Molly Wood looking not tan because I did record this that. This is before. pre-tan. It's yeah, this good, is pre-tan. You want to warrant that information. Next week's buzz report will... <laughs> Will your tan fade by next week? I don't know. I'm a little worried. Yeah. I no, because little... aren't you going to Orlando? Oh yeah, I'm going to PMA next week to yeah, Florida. So, Florida I will, so I will miss you guys on on T-shirt Friday. <sighs> All right. Anyway, let's do the news. Apple announces mysterious <laughs> up later. Fun, fun products. Fun products. Fun. Unlike those other products that they've <laughs> announced, like iPods, those aren't fun. <laughs> These not will so be fun. That products. iMac. That's not fun. What? That's so weird. So an email went out Fun today to products. journalists uh, telling them all to come to Cupertino on Tuesday to we're learn more about the fun new products. I know. I think we're going to try to commandeer the CNET van. Oh, oh we're going. Road trip. Road trip. Analysts suspect that Apple may introduce a 17-inch MacBook Pro. MacBook. All right. That's Whatever. kind of... That's- that's, that's cool. Not so, that's, that's not, not really so fun. fun. Not that fun. Okay. Yeah. As well as a redesigned iBook with a 13-inch widescreen display. Also not very fun. Not that fun. No. But no, it's got to be something else. You know why? It's analysts, be something else. Analysts aren't that fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's what analysts that's like, consider fun. That's like all they can think of. Well, that, you know what would be fun is a new iBook. <laughs> what? <laughs> what would be fun what? is a higher earnings report. That's what would be fun. <laughs> that stuff is fun. Uh, you know, what about the touchscreen video iPod? That's that would fun. be fun. I don't know. One iPhone. Knows. That would be really fun. iPhone. I don't think we're going to see any of that. Um, I bet it'll be software. I don't know why. Um, there is a very funny talkback actually on one of the news.com the, on Blogma, um, the Apple blog, where Blogma. the person says, the speculation is gas-powered turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> that's Mike it? Mike it? Anyway, yeah. whoever you are, that's hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, yes. I don't know. Hopefully do you, we'll do see. Do you think it'll seriously be like another iPod? Um, it can't be another iPod already. I, I guess it really know. totally if could it was be. It could be variations. <laughs> it could be it variations. Definitely could be. I don't know that it would be a new one. I'd be a little surprised. But I my I hereby declare that it will be colored nanos. Yeah, colored nanos. That would be like fun. That. Yeah. Nanos in different colors. That would be fun. That, that would indeed be fun. That's terribly fun. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm going to go on your um your your idea there. Okay, cool. And meanwhile, that's, the the money official, down. that's my official buzz out loud prediction. At the end of the news.com story, they point out that NBC will be airing a, or not airing, but making available via 
iTunes an episode of Conviction. Oh, I'm so excited. Before it premieres on uh, television. I spent four hours yesterday watching Law & Order, and I need a new <laughs> Law & Order series need a new procedural to get drama. me going. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be a little more kind of like Grey's Anatomy, mm. that kind of vibe. Like, so not really sex. so much a Law & Order vibe, <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to it. Uh-huh. I love seen, me some Dick Wolf. I am very interested in that show, Evidence which appears to be pioneering like the new paradigm of TV, basically where you can try to figure it out before the show starts. I don't know if I'm actually going to watch it. I just think it's sort of an interesting experiment. Wait, what do you mean before the show starts? Like before the show even starts, they go, here's the evidence, or whatever. (laughs) And then then they give you basically, I think that the things that throughout the show are going to prove to be the evidence. And so from the get go on the show, you can go, well, that adds up with this and blah, blah, blah. And then I think maybe... I mean, again, I, I've only seen the commercials, but it sounds like you could go online or text See, your that, guest about I would who do the that. killer is or whatever. I like Law & Order so much. It was my TV. ringtone. It also the has the old 7-Up guy in it, in it ding, as ding. a cop, right? Isn't that him, he in the evidence? Yeah, Orlando. Orlando Jones. Jones, huh. who I think is pretty funny. And the guy from Silk Stockings. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> And I have embarrassed myself yet again. Meanwhile, if you're uh, thinking, you, oh, I would, I would like a new Mac OS X, be careful, another security hole. I yeah, know. this one in Safari. Now, Safari. We, we should say, first of all, that yes, we are over-covering OS X security problems. Everyone is. We don't, we don't announce every single Windows problem. That's because Windows has too many. It would take <laughs> up too much time. So let's just get that out of the way right first. But yeah, yes, we announced the bad uh, ones. On Slashshot, Macworld is reporting about a new security hole in OS X that can be exploited to compromise a simpl- system simply by visiting a website using Safari. Uh-huh. It's also affecting my speech. Currently, it's no really vendor bad. patch is available. Yes. Sekunia has a demonstration of the vulnerability and suggestions for temporary workarounds. And if you are tempted to email us and say, whoopee-doo, the Mac has three viruses and Windows has a bajillion. Let me say again, we know. But it is nevertheless big news that viruses are starting to come out for OS X because, as you know, once they start, they're like little bunnies. And they just proliferate. I like how this uh, commenter on Slash.Anonymous Coward (laughs) says, I guess the hacksters have finally learned how to think different. Ah! (laughs) Clever. That's pretty good. Uh, also, good we need one. to we need to mention them because Windows users are used to looking for viruses on their own. But yeah. you know, we have to b- kind of point it out to Apple users; they're not used to that. Yeah, like watch out, dude! If you're using Safari for whatever freaking reason, be careful. <laughs> 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 All uh, right. So, uh, other companies. Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh, I almost stole a segue. Go wow. go ahead. You uh, got one? I don't know. Speaking of down, other companies, I, I didn't have one. I was just going to say Sony. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a very good yeah, one. I wasn't Speaking gonna... of companies that we make fun of regularly here yeah, on the podcast. That's better than what I had. Uh, Sony's PlayStation launch, according to the BBC, could be delayed by the fact that Blu-ray is having a problem getting its act together. Dun, dun, dun. Because the PlayStation 3 uses the proprietary Blu-ray system developed by Sony. Yeah, very interesting. Hmm. Kind of doesn't talking... need a segue because it's, oh, it's kind of its own little laughable fact. It is, really. They're talking about... A year, though. Potentially a year's Good, delay. maybe they'll cut the price down from $900. So they're saying they uh, US well, will not launch before November's Thanksgiving holiday, and a European launch is expected in early 2007, and the PS3 could be delayed as far as 2007 mm-hmm. in the U.S. Plus, Merrill Lynch analysts are saying that even if it is on time, the PS3 will weigh on the company's profitability because apparently the cost of production initially could be in the 800 to $900 range. Yep. Meaning that it wouldn't now... We should clarify that it probably it most likely would not then cost twelve hundred dollars or nine hundred dollars when it but what it would be is a massive loss leader. Right. Yeah, because we as we've 
pointed out before, these consoles are always loss leaders, right? right? So an $800 uh, PS3 could end up costing you four or five hundred dollars mm-hmm. and they just take a loss thinking well you're going to buy a bunch of games but the but, longer they delay this yeah the more cost they're absorbing because they're making these things and they can't sell them and at some point when this stuff gets up to billions of dollars in losses how many games do they think you're going to buy to make up for it i mean it's just crazy plus how many root kits are they going to be and on? it's not <laughs> yeah totally well and also i think if you're if you're betting your money on a loss leader like that you're assuming some sort of monopoly like you're assuming a huge uptake. Well, because you know? you're saying that because of the amount of the loss leader, because they yeah. all they're all loss leaders, but this is huge. But this is huge, yeah. and so it sounds like it's it, almost double the cost. There's no way that you would put a loss leader like that on the market unless you, as a delusional company, which Sony tends to be, really believe that you're going to just own the market as soon as this thing lands. And I'm sorry, but in the world of Xbox 360 and Nintendo Revolution, which if this is delayed as long as they say, we'll be launching about the same time. Or maybe even before. Or maybe even before, there's absolutely no way you can count on the kind of market dominance that is going to make you up that loss. In some, Sony, ugh, once again. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and one of the things that they've I been counting on... for them. They just need a new boss. Do you really? Well, I, mm, no. They need a new boss? They need a new boss. <laughs> They need a management change. That may be oversimplifying it. So what you need is a new papa. Uh, the, uh, the, the interesting thing about the PS3 that they're also you know counting on is that people use this as their media center. But this next story we have is the fact that DVRs are becoming commonplace. So the longer they wait, the more likely it is somebody won't buy a PS3 as a media center type thing because they'll already have a DVR. So if they're on the fence... Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily going to want to buy a PS3. Very they're going to say, ah, you know what? I've already got this DVR from the cable company or satellite company. Yeah. I'm and they're not, stick with that. I'm and not going to wait. Yeah. And they're not going to care about having a Blu-ray DVD player. No. They'll I'm have, not either. <laughs> yeah. Because they'll have a DVR. I mean, it's it. This so apparently there was a study from um, California-based consulting firm, the Carmel Group, which says that by 2010, nearly half of all U.S. television-owning households will have a DVR, compared to about 14% right now and they say DVRs are nearly unstoppable as a natural replacement to the VCR which is pretty interesting because they're not saying next generation DVD players are the unstoppable right right um, I totally agree well the days of having a cable come into your home or watching television over the antenna are pretty much gone I mean when I say just having a cable in other words almost everybody is going to have a box the cable companies are going to push you towards that everybody's going to have cable at least 80% right and and so they can put a box in your home, mm-hmm. and it's going to have a DVR in it. That's just going to be standard feature on it. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I find no, I have no disagreement. That's I don't even understand. Disappointing. Why You're they're so still... relaxed? <laughs> Too much vacation. I know. I have the island fever. <laughs> How about this patent office? Whatever. <laughs> wow. Uh, this was That's on slash. I know that this is actually not an anti-patent office story. No, this is just a real quickie. It's funny. It's an example of the patent office working the way it's supposed to work, actually, uh, which is why we're bringing it up, because we always bash <laughs> on the patent office. But they have recently requested a working model of a warp drive for which a patent was recently applied uh, from the article in Patently O, the patent law blog. Among other rejections, the examiner has asserted a rejection under 35 USC 101 for lack of utility meaning <laughs> you need to show that this will work right before we can give you a patent they have found that the invention for a warp drive is inoperable <sighs> that is so cool you i know need to bring, what it's if, just what the if they, idea is what cool. if it's not a bluff what if they bring in a warp drive 
Oh. Oh. <laughs> Take that patent office. Then they should definitely uh, get the patent. That's so yeah. funny. I was just having a conversation yesterday about Star Trek technology and how some of it was like becoming real and how Star Trek is like the closest thing to actual future technology than any other science fiction series. That is very true. And um, warp drive is really difficult because, you know, once an object is in motion, like it, you would basically be thrown back with the speed of the of the spaceship as you were going forward. So they have to think about how to counteract that. Inertial dampers. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would like to see the patent on this and see how they're coming over that uh, I know. Obstacle. I want to see the patent application at least. Like, do they have a sketch? I mean, oh, they yeah, got to have something, you know? They, they uh, yeah, they do like, have a sketch. They, have a sketch? Oh, they got the, the spherical semi, uh, superconductor. The um, com. Computator device. The computator. <laughs> the super cool jacket. Uh, oh, no. Commutator. Commutator? Super commutator? cool jacket. It's on vertical rails. Come on. This looks like it would totally work. Where's Jordy LaForge when you need him? <laughs> this reminds me of that Simpsons actually where, where Frank invents a, like a, a death ray. Uh-huh. And he goes, currently it only has evil purposes. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on that. All right. When we come back, a DRM panel gets called a bunch of girls and Molly wasn't on it. Miller is going to change your address for you if you try to get away from their spam, and a podcast turns to a pay-per-listen model. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. Yeah, so this next story... I just, want, I just want to be clear that while I object to the vocabulary employed, <laughs> this was very, very funny. Um, there was a 3GSM World Congress discussion on DRM, digital rights management, in Barcelona, which I don't know how I didn't get sent to that conference. Know, um, right? Excuse me. You need to work on that. <clears throat> anyway, they were having their normal sort of DRM thing where the technology people go, well, we kind of have to, and everything has to have DRM. No, no, no. And this audience guy, David Birch... <laughs> Just got stood up and went off and said, why are you such a bunch of big girls? Why don't you just tell the content owners to just get stuffed? (laughs) He was angry. (laughs) He was angry. He said, look, the telecommunications industry is at least 15 times larger than the Hollywood content industry. And yet Hollywood is prevailing in its demands for embedded technologies designed to prevent illegal sharing of music and video by mobile phone users. And he just went crazy. He just had a little rant. You know, I want to know. If you were the moderator of that panel, what would he have called them? If I were? Yeah, because he wouldn't have called them a bunch of girls. He might have. Maybe. If I were the moderator, because I wouldn't be one of the ones. Babies. What would be a better thing for him to call them? Weenies. Weenies. Yeah. I vote weenies. All right. Why are you such a bunch of weenies? Yeah. But girls, excuse me? Yes, seriously. Not Not cool, David Birch. Although I approve of your rant in general, you're too seduced by the content industry. Hollywood is not even $10 billion industry, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and that's Consumers. a really good point. Hollywood not only is only a $10 billion industry compared yeah. to the telecom industry, which is much bigger. I know. And, and yet... Get, and yet there they are, totally capitulating. He says, why don't you take a stronger line? Consumers don't want DRM at all. You can't sell DRM. Mm. And it's true. That's because Hollywood is glamorous. And that's congressional what, people get glamorized. They don't <laughs> get glamorized when you bring in a telecommunications portal. Yeah. They get glamorized, as it says in the EE Times story, when you bring in Christina Aguilera. Ugh. He's a genie in a bottle. (laughs) (laughs) And some senators are also weenies. This story on Boing Boing got me. uh, Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, hunted down people who (laughs) use throwaway emails on their contests. According to Regina, 
she said she filled out a web form for a contest for Miller using a junk email address, throwaway email address. Then months after she dumped the throwaway account, she got this to her main account. Thank you for being a loyal consumer of Miller Brewing Company. As one of our VIP consumers, you have likely received email communications from us in the past. However, and I'm going to fast forward, they had mm-hmm. trouble getting a hold of her. So we have performed an electronic change of address to update mm-hmm. our records. Oh, snap. They, f- they found her out. So that we can continue to I, send you special offers, promotions, and announcements. You are getting our spam. So we found your address and we're going to start sending it there. God, uh-huh. how did they do that? Apparently... And this is totally creepy. There's an update on Boing Boing. They um, used Equifax, the credit reporting agency. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. This is unbelievable. That is just totally ridiculous. Unbelievable and totally creepy. Come on. Always smooth, never bitter. No, this is Miller. I'm bitter. Yeah. I'm bitter. Always bitter, never smooth, Miller. Well, how, I don't, how is that even possible? I, I don't know how they were able to is get what I find so creepy. the information and parse it. And all of that stuff. And how they were able to tie it to another email address. Like, if I sign up for a junk mail... Well, it could be... She, right, could have, yeah, she like, may have put in other information that was correct. Right. Which could be her which mistake. Which is the mistake, Like, her yeah. name and address may have been correct, but the, the email address not correct. So they matched up the address, and then... Boom. That is absolutely astonishing, and also unacceptable. What may or may not be unacceptable, though, is whether you'll pay $7 to get the Ricky Gervais show as a podcast. This is no. very interesting this to me. This is the first podcast is going for money. This is Direct big buzz money, today. I should say. Well, this is not, because it is the probably one of the the most downloaded podcasts in history. Unless you and, talk to Leo. And, and unless you talk to Leo, exactly. <laughs> but um, he actually conceded that fact on his on his website. That they were, in fact, the most downloaded podcast in history so far. The Ricky Gervais So if one. any show were to try this model, it would be them. Mm-hmm. Because they had 12 podcasts out for free. They were hysterical. Mm-hmm. They were popular. People are nuts about it. It's all over the news. And now they're going to subscription. Mm-hmm. So uh, via Audible, which I think is really interesting mm-hmm. that they went through Audible and not <clears throat> making it pay for podcasts through iTunes. Well, it's also interesting... It's interesting on a number of levels, but the Audible thing is particularly interesting for me because that limits the players. Audible, is, true. those are DRM files. It, yeah, they work on a lot of players, but for example, they don't play on the Creatives and Vision M. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they play on all the iPods, but there's a lot of players out there that do not support Audible files. So it's risky on a number of levels, not the least of which is the pay. I mean, right. seven bucks for the season. I don't, well, yeah, it's, How a, long it's is two bucks per episode, seven dollars for the season. Which will include at least four episodes. At least four episodes, that's all? So a season is like a month? Yeah. I think it's $7 a month. Because $7 a month wow. is what I've heard it to. That's pretty high. That's pretty high. I would say. And you know what? I, $2 I, an episode? I, I listened to Ricky Gervais' show on, on recommendation from a friend. And I, I did found too. it entertaining. But mm-hmm. it, I would not pay for it. No, well, I wouldn't either. I would, at this point, I wouldn't pay for any podcast. Yeah. I'm not saying that I won't in the future. Right. But at this point... No, given the wealth of stuff out there. I mean, it's like there are still web services out there that no right. way am I ever going to pay for. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I'm sure a lot of our audience has the same problem. I have more podcasts than I have time to listen to. Yeah. So if one's going to charge me, bye. Smell you later. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Audible <laughs> said it expects to be able to sell the show through iTunes in addition to its own website. Apple partners with Audible to stock the audiobook selection section of iTunes. So, okay. So it uh, will so still, still be, be available on iTunes. Which means what, that you can still play it on your iPod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. I mean, I guess potentially you could use iTunes to download the MP3, and then it would be compatible with all the different players. 
But if you're paying for it, they're not going to let you get a free MP3. No, no, it's not going to work that way. Yeah, so that's not going to work. You'll probably be able to pay directly from... Does Audible have a player of its own that you can, like, cue things on or look for things, content? Or is it just a website? It does. They do have downloadable software. They do? cues things up, yeah. Okay. But it doesn't. It still comes in that .aa format. Okay, so you'll probably be able to get it from the website, from their player, and on iTunes, and that's it. Mm -hmm. I guess. That's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Link, almost old enough to drink. Legend of Zelda <laughs> turns 20 today. Happy Aww. birthday. Aww. Happy birthday, Legend of Zelda. So, I saw an interesting article recently in Wired, maybe, where they interviewed the creators of all these old games like Prince of Persia and Legend of yeah. Zelda and said, like, what? <laughs> how do you feel about the changes that have been made to your games? <laughs> oh, that wasn't Wired. I read that, too. Yeah, it was to a man. They all were like, um, that's... Especially that's the guy from Prince of Persia. Yeah. He was real unhappy he about, was the, very... about the... Not so much the brand, brand new one, but the one before it. He was real upset about how the, the guy, creative differences. And the leisure, the leisure suit <laughs> Larry. Oh, my... Did we not have a conversation about Leisure about Suit that, Larry? Um, we no. didn't talk about it on the podcast. I, I don't think so. But... I used to play Leisure Suit Larry, yeah. but there would be questions that you would have to answer in order to get into the game because you had to be 18 and older to play. Oh. And so it'd be like, you know, history questions about like Nixon or something to prove that you were old enough. This is years and years and years ago. I swear to well, God, someone needs to back me up on that. sort of password right. protection. Right. Yeah. And so I would Funny. get the question, then I'd go ask my friend's mom like, like some really totally random history question that I would have no idea the answer to. And she'd be like, why are you asking me this? No I reason. just want to learn. <laughs> I just want to learn. About from, Leisure Suit From Larry. Leisure Suit Larry. So anyway, this is awesome. Yeah. All right, let's take some calls. Ranger from Atlanta is a little unhappy. Hey, Buzz guys, it's Ranger from Atlanta. And this is my hot little message, but I can't promise it'll be funny because the RIA has me pretty much hacked off. At the rate they're going now, why do I feel like it's only a matter of time before they sue you for listening to the music because perhaps having a song that plays over and over and over again in your head won't be fair use. It will actually be intellectual property infringement. God, I hate those guys. Thanks. Bye. Nice. I hate those guys. Wow. <laughs> no. Yeah. Me too. Good it's rant. A, it's a disturbingly good point. Like if there were ever little nano sites in your head that could track <laughs> how many times the song goes through there. I think I wrote I mean, a brilliant news article sort of similar to that. Yeah. Actually. It's not a good point in that it's going to happen, but yes. The, the, the RIAA is going to be forced to change at some point. I mean, this is they're, they're a tyranny. They're, this is just a ridiculous... I, I can't even understand why you would try to approach the public with such a negative... They're overcompensating. Uh, uh, they're, they're going... They're just trying to get... Because they... And I, this is my opinion only, but I think they're... So, and I talked about it Friday, I think, mm-hmm. too. But they're they're going way overboard because they don't really know what to do. So they're just block trying to well, block everything possible. They're also not trying to find out what to do. Oh no, they're not listening to any studies. They're not considering any public opinion at all. They don't they're understand. Just, they're afraid. They just want to block it all out. Yep. And they and, and at some point it's going to all collapse like the house of cards that it is. All right. Now, if you thought that was a rant, that wasn't a rant. <laughs> we got we got a rant for <laughs> we you. We got a rant right for here. you. Hey, Tom, Molly, and Veronica. This is Jeff in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm talking to Dvorak about Apple switching from the Mac OS to Windows. I mean, what is, what is he thinking about? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The Mac experience is not about buying an expensive computer from Apple. The Mac experience is all about the OS. The Mac experience does not mean a fancy skin on a buggy operating system that's full of spyware crashing every 10 minutes. 
I like Dvorak and everything, but he just does not have his head screwed on straight this time. I mean, it's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Hey, you guys do a great job on the podcast. Keep it up. Love listening. See ya. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's Bring some, it. That I agree, some, Jeff. I agree. That is some powerful oratory, Jeff. <laughs> I don't think I have anything to add to that. No, he scared me. <laughs> wow, you even scared Molly. I hope we better. We should stay on Jeff's good side. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to Alan from Washington uh, discussing the uh, internet net neutrality tiered internet plans of the telcos. Hey, this is Alan calling from Washington. Uh, about that uh, multi tiered internet thing. Uh, didn't we already pay for all that fiber that they laid? I mean, I could have sworn that uh, there was like a $200 billion with a B allotment um, from the uh, federal government that, uh, uh, who was it? Um, oh, I don't know, maybe Al Gore set up for him? Anyway, talk to you later. Bye. That's a point we haven't brought up much. I know. I mean, well, what they what their argument is, yeah, sure, you helped pay for the laying of the fiber in the first place, but who's going to pay to maintain it? Google. <laughs> Google. <laughs> exactly. Google, and then um, you, by virtue of the fees that Google passes down to you, because they have to pay so much more. All right, Sean Michael. I think I think it's either John Michael or Sean Michael, but I think it's Sean Michael. I couldn't tell for sure. From Grand Rapids. Hey, Tom. Hey, Molly. It's Sean Michael from Grand Rapids. Uh, I'm just trying to touch base with you guys, tell you guys, great job on the show. Uh, Tom, don't let him razz you about the wah, 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 wah technical stuff. We love it. That's what CNET's all about. More power to you. I do have a question, though. Um, On your show frequently, you guys, I hear Molly talk down uh, or say that she doesn't use Norton's products, uh, especially Norton Internet Security or Norton Antivirus. I've been using Internet Security for a long time, but it sucks up a lot of resources. If you guys aren't fond of it and uh, don't recommend it as a program, what do you recommend as uh, as an antivirus tool or sort of a total Internet protection program for my computer. Um, if there's something you guys are aware of that uses a lot less system resources but still does the same effective job, um, I'd really like to find out because I am a little perturbed with some of the features and I'd like to look into some other options. So good looking out and a uh, great show and look forward to hearing your answer. Bye-bye. Wah, 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 wah. I, <laughs> um, I have some shocking news, actually. In response to John, My- I thought it was John Michaels. Anyway, in response to this call, um, on my personal machines, I do not use an antivirus product. Veronica, what about you? What what antivirus do you use? I don't. And here's why. And Tom, I I, I don't. Tom, use one Tom, what do you? Tom, what nope, do you? Use? I don't use one. <laughs> you know what I? You know what my antivirus is? Don't, don't open, open attachments. attachments. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't click attachments. And I now, granted, there are some viruses out there now that you don't have to open an attachment to get. Right. But if you keep your patches up to date, you're at very low risk of those. Yeah, and if you're careful about the websites that you visit, don't click links that you get from mm-hmm. people on your IM list that you haven't heard from in years. I mean, I have not ever gotten a virus, and I have never knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. I haven't either. <laughs> knock on knock, knock on knock on wood. But. What I do use is free anti-spyware products. Me so too. I use Microsoft's anti-spyware. I use Adaware. Yep. I mean, and and I think it's good to combine those because to me, spyware is much more pernicious. Like that's something that'll sneak in in a software install oh, and yeah. you won't know. Mm-hmm. But a virus at this point, at least, and up until this point, they have been almost 100% or 90% preventable. You just don't click 
attachments. You just don't open them. Unless you're absolutely sure of the sender and you know exactly what to expect. Yeah. Unless you've spoken to them and they have said, I am sending you this thing. I am sending you this thing. Exactly. Exactly. Which is one reason if you send us attachments uh, to to the buzz email address, you may not, we may not get what you're talking about Mm because we're very unlikely to open them. Yep. And you also should be unlikely to open attachments that you receive from the randoms. So that, so that's the answer to that. We don't, I don't use it. That's that. In the forums, funny, funny note from Ryan who says, in my search, I found something quite humorous. The code name for OS 8.6, Mac OS 8.6, I should clarify, is Veronica. Yeah, there's also a Resident Evil game that's code Veronica. Really? Yeah. Apparently, my name is a popular code name. It's a pretty name. Thank you. (laughs) Tom is never a code name (laughs) for anything. (laughs) Sorry. Molly Wood is a code name for that porn star. <laughs> not, not even a code name. So lucky me. Uh, we got an email from the boys from Boston saying, sorry for the radio silence. They've had lots of travel and busy days, but the best part is they caught up on three weeks of podcasts and even drove slowly so they could make sure they heard all the podcasts during their drive. Buzz out loud, promoting safe driving. That's right. That's what we do. We love that. That's and right. safe bicycling. Yes. Yes. Well, we do honestly promote that. And safe listening. Get good headphones. Don't they mentioned the up. Ricky Gervais thing. They also uh, said Peruvian farmers are the latest fans of the podcasting boon, tuning into agricultural tips rebroadcast on the radio. Interesting. Wow. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, funny email from Don. Yesterday I flew from Toronto to Tokyo and boy are my arms tired. Uh-huh. But he says that he'd been saving up a week's worth of buzz out loud to keep him company on the flight. Sure beats the info, in-flight entertainment. Just for fun, <laughs> I brought along three small rubber snakes, one named Tom, snakes one on named Molly, and one named Veronica, in case you needed an excuse to shout, snakes on a plane! Snakes on a plane! Snakes on a plane! Here it is. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, that's I excellent. hope you didn't alarm anyone on the flight. I hope they were indeed quite small. <laughs> Kyle from Ohio writes in, says he watches over-the-air programming on an antenna. And he's had it set up for about 15 years. His question is, when stations switch to all digital, will he have to replace his antenna or will he be able to keep his old antenna and use some kind of converter? Well, you'll have to replace his, your television. <laughs> yeah. uh, or you, you, can, you, you can buy a converter for an old television that will take in a digital signal. Now, I think old antennas can get some really bad reception if you monkey with them but really you just need to replace your antenna as well because HD mm-hmm. antennas are configured differently it's the same general system you've got some metal it's receiving a signal and it runs it down a wire so I know there's ways to monkey with the old ones to make them work but the best way to make sure you're getting good reception is to get a new antenna and the new HD antennas aren't terribly expensive uh, compared to the old antennas because it's the same general principle. It's just a different configuration. But you will have to get a new television or at least an adapter for the television. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And then um, last up, a funny email from... the. Apparently, I cut the name out of the lineup and I apologize. But it was a postmortem on the Lazy Sunday debacle, debacle with NBC, which I was very sorry that I was not here to discuss because I can't even freaking believe that. Um, but he said... He points out, and I don't know if you guys talked about it, but the very reason that these three guys, Andy Samberg, Jorma Tacone, and Akiva Schaefer, are on Saturday Night Live now as both writers and actors is because their sketch comedies off the Lonely Island website, mm-hmm. www.thelonelyisland.com, were so popular that they came to the attention of Tina Fey and Lorne Michaels. And it was basically sort of a grassroots, open source sort of web 
embrace that led these guys to get picked up in the first place. And then now you have NBC saying, no, 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 not on the web. No, no, no. But the real reason I want to, uh, to read this um, email is because <laughs> he said, by the way, buzz out loud is Kablamo. 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 That's Kablamo. Which and if is, you don't know what we mean, go to the Lonely Island Boys website. Yeah. TheLonelyIsland.com. Watch under shorts. Watch Kablamo. Love it. One of my faves. Want to keep abreast of the rest of the day's news? Check our sister site at news.com for updates throughout the day on what's happening in the tech world. And we've got a shout out for Robert in Trenton, Michigan. He says, Molly. Buzz out loud is sexy to have on my iPod. That is exactly what he wrote. <laughs> and he's right. But is it too sexy? It's not too sexy for your iPod. That's that We try to walk that line, I think. <laughs> of decency want to send us an email give us uh, give us one if you want to give us an email send us one buzz at cnet.com you can call us 1-800-616-CNET or post in the forums forums.cnet.com and look for the Buzz Out Loud Lounge goodbye to you goodbye, goodbye help alright oh, I'm fr- help help <clears throat> I'm trapped in a box <laughs> I'm trapped in a box and